Well, thank you for joining us. You are listening to WETF, the jazz station in South Bend, Indiana. This is the Jazz Focus, and my name is John Clark. And thank you for spending a little time with us this week as we explore some of the cobwebby corners of jazz recorded history. And today we're going to be featuring the music by a studio group from the West Coast in the 1950s. This was uh, a band that put out three or four LPs uh, during that period of what we called Dixieland Jazz at the time. Nowadays that term is uh, sort of moving over the, over the ridge, as it were, uh, and we're supposed to call it traditional jazz. Some people call it New Orleans jazz, which I think is a misnomer for the style we're about to hear. So traditional jazz it is, I guess. The musicians in this group were led by Matty Matlock, a very fine clarinet player and an outstanding arranger. He had uh, been born in Kentucky uh, in... 1907, and uh, came to New York in about 1930. He had been playing with a, a territory band called Jimmy Joy and uh, his orchestra, a couple of other names for that band, and I believe he made his first recordings with that group as well. Uh, he joined the Ben Pollock Orchestra in 1931 as a replacement for Benny Goodman, who had had a fight with Pollock and went into the recording studios to make his living for a few years. Uh, Matlock uh, played the clarinet solos, played in the saxophone section, and also took over some of the arranging duties, and uh, he cut his teeth as an arranger with the Pollock band. At some point, about 1934-5 or so, uh, the musicians and Pollock had a falling out. Pollock uh, was not an easy fellow to work for, apparently, and the musicians, uh, many of them anyway, uh, incorporated. They uh, decided to form a, a cooperative band where they all shared in the profits and what have you. And they elected as their leader Bing Crosby's brother, Bob Crosby, who was a pretty good singer and a good MC, not uh, really a musical leader in that sense, but he was the face of the organization. And this band uh, came to be known during the swing era as kind of a retro band. They featured the music of the 1920s, of uh, New Orleans, of Louis Armstrong, King Oliver, Jelly Roll Morton, and so forth, in addition to some of the swing era type tunes as well. And the musicians, uh, who were all white musicians uh, in this particular group, continued into the 1920s. 40s, uh, at which time, of course, the war broke up most bands, and uh, Bob Crosby went into the service, and many of the other musicians did as well, and the remaining ones stayed on the West Coast, and they started working for the movie studios, and also radio, doing jingles, things like that, and Matty Matlock, uh, through his abilities as an arranger, had uh, quite a bit of work out there, um, doing background music or uh, transcriptions, occasionally playing uh, with uh, jazz groups in that style. He even did the music for the film and the radio show and television show, ultimately, Pete Kelly's Blues, uh, and uh, he had several series of recordings that he directed, including this one, which was by the Rampart Street Paraders. The Rampart Street Paraders was a group that was sort of organized loosely by the arranger and pianist Paul Weston, who was working for Columbia Records at the time. There was an idea in 1953 to put out an album that was half and half. This was the beginning of the LP era, and one half of the album would be by Eddie Condon's uh, Dixieland music musicians, who were, were all New York-based, of course, and then to have the other side by a West Coast band. And Weston asked Matlock to put together a group, and so he reunited some of the Bob Crosby musicians and also some who had played for uh, Benny Goodman, Artie Shaw, Ben Pollock, Abe Lyman, so on and so forth, Glenn Miller as well. And uh, they uh, created a kind of a style of music not too far off from the Bob Crosby band, much smaller than that, though. They had some nice functional arrangements and featured a lot of solos as well. And so we're going to be hearing uh, a little bit from that session, as well as some from the series of LPs. There were three or four LPs that came out after that that were devoted to the Rampart Street Paraders, and they had some success in the 1950s on Columbia. Some of their albums were later re-released on the cheaper subsidiaries like Harmony. So we started out with our Monday date, and followed it up with When It's Sleepy Time Down South. Of course, uh, Sleepy Time Down South was Louis Armstrong's theme song, and Monday Date was something that he had recorded with his Hot Five in about 1928 with Earl Hines, and uh, both of those were excellent performances. Monday Date featured the uh, exceptional guitar playing of George Van Epps from the legendary Van Epps family. Um, We'll talk about them a little bit later, but George Van Epps uh, played a, a, a nice uh, electric guitar solo there, and he was accompanied or surrounded by Clyde Hurley on trumpet. Clyde Hurley, of course, had made some superb recordings with Glenn Miller. Abe Lincoln on trombone, he had been active in the 1920s, but it ended up on the West Coast fairly early, so he played mostly with West Coast bands. Matty Matlock on clarinet. Eddie Miller on tenor sax. He was another charter member of the Bob Crosby band. He had come out of New Orleans in the 1920s. Stanley Reitzman 
Coleman on piano, George Van Epps, as I mentioned, on guitar, Phil Stevens on bass, and Nick Fatul on drums. Nick Fatul was uh, a very busy West Coast drummer. He had played with Benny Goodman and many others as well. And those two uh, sides were recorded uh, on September 7th of 1954. And they also include, although we didn't hear him too much on that on those sides, uh, Joe Rushton on bass sax. Joe Rushton was uh, one of the few bass sax uh, specialists uh, at the time, Adrian Rolini having retired. He recorded on the West Coast with Paul Whiteman's band. He was briefly a full-time member of the Benny Goodman Band during World War II, and you can see him uh, chugging away in the Benny Goodman Orchestra in the movie Stage Door Canteen. These were taken from an album called Dixieland Shuffle, record, uh, released in about 1955 there. So we're going to move on now to uh, a series of recordings made during the same period. All these recordings were made between 1953 and 1957. Uh, the next tune we're going to hear is Squeeze Me, which uh, was... Uh, sort of a polite takeoff on a Harlem tune called The Boy in the Boat, which had some pretty uh, dirty associations to it. Then we're going to hear Oh Baby, a standard tune that was uh, made famous by some of the Chicago bands in the late 1920s, followed by Sugar, a great pop tune of the 1920s, made famous initially anyway by Ethel Waters. Then we're going to finish up with a bit of a curiosity, Lady Be Good, the Gershwin tune, which will feature another performer, Randy Hall, on Tin Whistle. This was kind of a novelty. The Rampart Street Paraders backed up Randy Hall for a couple of numbers that I think came out on a um, compilation album that was issued by Columbia. So we'll tell you a little bit more about the dates on those coming up, but those are our tunes for this set. Squeeze Me, Oh Baby, Sugar, and Lady Be Good.
So some very spirited music there. A little bit of fun-loving stuff on that last tune, Lady Be Good, which was a feature for the uh, tin whistle player, uh, Randy Hall. Randy Hall and the Rampart Street Paraders. That came out, I think, on a compilation album. And slightly different personnel in that band. We have Charlie Teagarden on trumpet. He, that was the only Rampart Street Parader session he did, along with Abe Lincoln, again, on trombone, Matty Matlock on clarinet, Eddie Miller on tenor, Stanley Reitzman on piano. Al Hendrickson played guitar on this one. He was a West Coast student studio guy, recorded with Benny Goodman and many others. Uh, Morty Korb on bass, he was another West Coast studio musician who did a lot of Dixieland, including under his own name, and Nick Fatul on drums, along with Randy Hall on Tin Whistle. That was done on July 7th of 1955. So we started out with Squeeze Me. As I said, that was a, a sort of a takeoff on uh, The Boy in the Boat, the old Harlem tune. This was credited to Fats Waller and Clarence Williams. Uh, that was done on October 23rd of 1953, which was that first session that was released on the other side of the Eddie Condon album. And we're going to be hearing one more track from that session in the next set. That was Clyde Hurley on trumpet, really doing some fierce trumpet work. He was the principal trumpet soloist for a lot of the uh, legacy of the Glenn Miller civilian band in the late 1930s before Miller went into the, the um, uh, Air Force. Uh, we had Abe Lincoln on trombone, very gutty, gutsy trombone style, Matty Matlock on clarinet, uh, really showing off a beautiful sound. He was playing at his best about this point. Uh, he was doing quite a lot of playing, apparently, in the studios as well as arranging. Eddie Miller was absolutely magnificent as a tenor sax soloist. He was featured a little bit on Squeeze Me, but more on the third tune, Sugar, which was done on June 7th of 1954, and that came out on an album called The Dixieland. Uh, actually, it was called Rampart and Vine was that uh, particular album, as was the second tune, Oh Baby, which featured all the soloists, including Stanley Reitzman on piano, George Van Epps on guitar, a little bit of Phil Stevens on bass, and Nick Fatul on drums, and added attraction, Joe Rushton on bass sax. He was from Chicago, and uh, as I said, he had recorded with Paul Whiteman, played with Benny Goodman in the 40s. Uh, by the 1950s, he was playing quite a lot with Red Nichols Band, and at some point we're going to do a podcast or a show of Red Nichols' Five Pennies Band from the 1950s and into the 60s. They did a lot of albums for Capitol, and Joe Rushton was on most of them uh, playing bass sax. Actually, he was the bass player playing bass sax on that, giving it a nice 1920s sound. So that was Oh Baby, then followed by Sugar, and then Lady Be Good. And as I said, we started out with Squeeze Me. So now we're going to go to uh, an album that uh, was on the later side. I think this was the last official Rampart Street uh, Paraders album. It was called Texas USA. And of course, all the tunes were uh, related to Texas and the Southwest and so forth, but all very jazzy nonetheless. It was the same personnel that we just mentioned, along with an addition uh, on lead trumpet, I guess you'd have to say, I think he played the lead parts on here, was John Best, who was another excellent swing era trumpet player. In fact, he and Hurley had played in the Glenn Miller section for quite a while. Best was also known as a soloist with Artie Shaw. He played with Benny Goodman, very, very good player. Uh, and later on, he played with a lot of the reunions of the Bob Crosby band. So it is that band that I mentioned earlier, along with John Best. And we're going to hear, to begin with, the Dallas Blues, one of the first blues ever published by Hart Wand in about 1912. This is a good dance band swing arrangement of that from September 12th of 1957. Um, then after that, and also from the Texas USA album, from June 11th of 1957, we're going to hear the Johnny Mercer tune, I'm an Old Cowhand, which uh, goes back to the middle 1930s. Jack Teagarden had a great recording of that. That features some very interesting Abe Lincoln trombone playing, along with some superior Clyde Hurley trumpet. Then we're going to go back to that first session from uh, 1953, October 23rd of 1953, and hear the uh, show from Connie's Hot Chocolates of 1929, What Did I Do to Be So Black and Blue? A good feature for Clyde Hurley again, and again, that comes from that jam session Coast to Coast album with Eddie Condon. Then we're going to finish up that set with another Texas USA tune from June 11th of 1957, San Antonio Shout, which was credited to Wingy Minone. It was actually a somewhat truncated version of a tune called They'll Come a Time was recorded by uh, Frank Trumbauer and Bix Beiderbeck in 1928. So those are our tunes for this set. The Dallas Blues, I'm an Old Cowhand, Black and Blue, and San Antonio Shout.
there we have the Rampart Street Paraders from the album called Texas USA, recorded in 1957. We started out with the Dallas Blues and then went on to I'm an Old Cow Hand. And then the fourth tune in that set was San Antonio Shout by Wingy Manone, that take on the tune, the earlier tune called There'll Come a Time. All featuring Clyde Hurley on the trumpet solos. John Best may have played the section parts in there. Abe Lincoln on trombone. Matty Matlock on clarinet. Some uh, really beautiful and swinging Eddie Miller on tenor sax. Very underrated player. Stanley Reitzman on piano. George Van Epps on guitar. Phil Stevens on bass. And Nick Fatul on drums. And in the middle there, actually the third of the four tunes, we heard uh, What Did I Do to Be So Black and Blue, which had a lot of fine solos, but was really a feature for Clyde Hurley. That from 1953 on that first album. So I hope you've enjoyed this program. We've got uh, two more tunes uh, that are going to come from two other albums, Dixieland Shuffle and Rampart and Vine. Many of these albums, in fact, all of the uh, Rampart Street Parader's Columbia albums were released on a mosaic set uh, under Eddie Condon's name. And uh, there are a number of non-Condon bands on that set as well. Jimmy Dorsey and the Dorseyland Band, some Jimmy McPartland, some Billy Butterfield, uh, some very fine music, formerly known as Dixieland, uh, that uh, is well worth uh, digging out if you can. Plus, of course, some superb Condon sides, especially uh, some things that they did at uh, the Newport Jazz Festival and so forth. But these Rampart Street Paraders are well worth having. I collected the albums a long time ago and happy to have them on CD form and happy to share them with you. So our last two tunes will be a feature for Eddie Miller, one that he was featured on with the Bob Crosby Band about 15 years earlier. This is called Lazy Mood from the Dixieland Shuffle album. This was recorded July 19, 1954. Then we're going to end up with uh, a good old good one called When I Grow Too Old to Dream from June 28th of 1955, uh, uh, actually, or 54, excuse me, on the Rampart and Vine uh, album that came out on Columbia. All of these for Columbia. The Rampart Street Paraders. Hope you've enjoyed the program and hope to encounter you again on these airwaves next week.